your Locked On Blue Jackets, your daily podcast on the Columbus Blue Jackets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, happy Thursday. Uh, Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you are. Uh, This is Locked On Blue Jackets. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am Jay Foster, as always. Uh, Today, I'm bringing you the rest of my conversation with Justin Bradford of Locked On Predators. Uh, We're going to talk about tonight's upcoming game, uh, as well as a bunch of other things. So I'll get right into that. And, you know, of course, Nashville and Columbus were involved in kind of big (laughs) one-for-one trade a few years ago with Jones for uh, Seth Jones going to Columbus and Ryan Johansson going to Nashville. So it's been, what, five years, six years since that trade? How How is Johansson kind of shaped up for, for the Predators? Well, <laughs> um, it's, if, if you really, okay. I mean, back up a little bit because in some of these one-for-one trades, at the moment, things worked out. And, and I say at the moment because when we look at the Shea Weber and Subban trade, it worked out at the moment because the Predators had their most successful years with P.K. Subban uh, with, the, with the Nashville Predators. And so you look at it, yeah, he contributed in, the, in those years. Same thing with Ryan Johansson. The Predators had their most successful time with Ryan Johansson as their number one center. But <laughs> when you look at it now with overall performance – Seth Jones is definitely a career franchise defenseman. He is one of those defensemen that is going to be in the running for the Norris Trophy for many years to come. And we knew that. I think Nashville knew that. They just knew they had to give up something to get something. And Ryan Johansson was what was out there. And Columbus was willing to sell him for something, a big piece in return. And overall, production-wise, Ryan Johansson has obviously not lived up to the expectations. When when he's been in playoff mode, he can absolutely turn it on and be really impressive and, and control that puck and use his big body and his reach to control the puck in, in the offensive zone and do re- do wonders with it. But we don't see that all the time in the regular season. And obviously, he's injured right now, so it's a little difficult to, to harp on his production right now. But before his injury wasn't necessarily producing that much. And we've seen it multiple times in the regular season that he's an $8 million center, same with Matt Duchesne. And you look at production. I mean, Seth Jones is doing things for the Columbus Blue Jackets that you'd expect your number one defenseman to do. Ryan Johansson is not doing things for the natural predators that you would expect your number one center to do. And that's where you can look at it and evaluate it there that way that with the contract, they're very stuck. And you look at who wins a trade. I think the winner and loser of a trade can vary based on year and success. So, Early on, I think it skewed more Nashville's way just because of the success the team had. Now it's obviously skewing more Columbus's way because you see the longevity that Seth Jones will have and what he's going to continue to contribute to the Columbus Blue Jackets in the future. Yeah, I think it's one of those trades that I think looked like it was going to work out for both teams. Right. Uh, Kind of conversely to, like, I hated the the Subban-Weber trade for Montreal. Because I was like, they have lost this trade in every way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and now P.K. Subban is in New Jersey and Shea Weber is the captain of the Montreal Canadiens. And by all accounts, they really love him up there. So yeah, you know, I think it's, <laughs> you, you never know in like three, four years, whatever, Ranch Hansen could be beloved by the, <laughs> by the <laughs> Predators fan um, if he ever learns how to play defense. 
Right. Yeah. It's uh, it's going to be interesting to see what happens this off season. Cause I know the big talk right now is what to do in the off season for the predators, because having $16 million locked up in two centers that are underperforming, you just can't build and have success on that. One of them's got to go. And I would assume with the way it lays out that Ryan Johansson to be the trade bait. And they know that if they try to trade Ryan Johansson, they're going to have to probably eat some salary or settle for a really small return or try to sell him off to Seattle <laughs> to, to make sure, you know, to say, Hey, take him in the expansion draft, or we're going to trade him this guy to you and just make sure you take this other guy as well in the expansion draft and don't screw us like Vegas did kind of, kind of thing. I mean, that's, if they're going to be really stuck and have their hands tied, if they're trying to deal Ryan Johansson, just because people are going to look at production, some teams would see the value in him. I think for plenty of teams out there, he could be a valuable second line center. Um, but there are any teams out there that's going to put him at number one. There's just, there's way too many other centers out there and he is never ranked in the top 30 when in terms of production or so many different categories that you expect your number one center to, to have. And I don't want to say they got lucky when they're run to the Stanley cup final, but everything was clicking at the right time. And Ryan Johansson even got injured uh, before the Stanley cup final. And I fully believe that had Johansson been healthy for the Stanley cup final, that they would have beat Pittsburgh it was there were times that it was close, and when you have to put a depth player like Colton Sistens as your number one, yeah, that's fine in the regular season for a few games. You know, can spot in and fill in, but in the Stanley Cup final, when you're going against Sidney Crosby and Evgeny Malkin, that doesn't that doesn't compete. <laughs> you need a big guy like Ryan Johansson. So I'm firmly a believer of that that the game that the final would have went a different way, but unfortunately he he got injured, and luckily he didn't lose his leg in that injury as well that happened. Uh, in St. Louis. So it could have been, sorry, in Anaheim, it, it could have been way, way worse. Uh, but luckily it wasn't. And he still hasn't just necessarily recovered from production wise of that too. So I think he's one of those ones that's going to be on the trading block somehow. And go, they're going to find a way to, to get rid of him, to embrace the rebuild. So I'd be curious to see where he goes. Just like you said, now Subban is in New Jersey. Where's Johansson going to be? It's going to come back on David Boyle, the general manager for the Predators on, well, you had your chance. The window was open and now it closed. What What is this team now? What's it made out of? Coming up in just a minute, I've got more of my conversation with Justin. But first, I've got to tell you about Built Bar. Built Bar is back. It is better than ever. Uh, they've got 18 amazing flavors. They've got six brand new flavors uh, coming up soon. They've also got a special edition flavor. Uh, they have peanut butter crunch coming up on the 19th of February, one day only. So make sure you get into that. Uh, but here's the thing about Built Bar is it tastes exactly like a candy bar, but it's super healthy. Uh, they are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber. They're great if you're on keto diet, and even after all that, they still get to cover them in 100% chocolate. You don't even know you're eating something healthy. Uh, so they're great if you are a health-conscious guy that goes to the gym a lot and just wants like an extra hit of protein in your day, or if you're someone like me and wants to pretend they're being healthy uh, while actually eating candy bars, then Built Bar is the bar for you. And best of all, if you go to builtbar.com, use promo code Locked On, you'll get twenty percent off your next order. Once again, that is promo code Locked On for twenty percent off at builtbar.com. So we're covering everything you need to know about the Columbus Blue Jackets, but what about the rest of sports? Now the Locked On Podcast Network has you covered there as well with Locked On Today. It's hosted by the great Peter Bukowski, and it's all the sports news you need every morning in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to the Locked On Today podcast wherever you get podcasts. It's interesting to hear you say that, the, that Ryan Johansson is potentially on the trade block. Um, 
just kind of coming from a, a blue jackets perspective and like <laughs> we talk we I, we talk a lot in kind of like my circle about uh magician like and his curse that he seems to have on on teams like he just plays for terrible teams it seems like um <laughs> like the avalanche were bad when they had Matt Duchesne, the Senators were bad when they had Matt Duchesne. It just kind of, it seems to to follow him around, which is which is um, unfortunate for him. But I want to talk a little bit about kind of the the upcoming matchup. Uh, how do you see this game going with like a struggling struggling Nashville and a struggling Columbus? Like I don't want another. <laughs> 10 11 goal game because we've had three of them in the past five but oh man how how do you see that kind of playing out i mean both teams right now this is one of those just like how nashville's supposed to play dallas for the postponements and dallas was struggling too that nashville needs to play a team that is also kind of reeling right now that they they need a confidence booster and everyone is kind of thinking oh detroit should be the confidence booster and then they barely squeak it out and the first one against detroit and then they lose to Detroit in their second game with two garbage time goals to make it look better on the scoreboard, but it was truly a four nothing game. Uh, so <laughs> I think for, for Nashville to going into this, it's that from the fan base perspective, no one's expecting a win right now to the point that people are commenting on the postponement posts with, well, you can't lose if you don't play. Uh, so I mean... that's, that's the point. I mean, that's how bad it is right now with fan expectations. So this, this is one of those things for both teams that they're both playing another team that is going through some struggles right now. So there's opportunity for boosted confidence. I still think Columbus has the higher edge right here just because overall talent is still there compared to the Predators look completely discombobulated. And I mean, Columbus got beat badly by a really good Carolina team. Nashville got beat by Detroit <laughs> going through a rebuild right uh, so that's where I kind of base it off there too because if you lose to Carolina then it's like well at least it's a really good team I mean, Carolina is a, a darn good team I mean they're only one point out of first in the division I mean Columbus is only three points out so that's just how tight the division is right now but Carolina is a darn good team their goal differential is really darn good and their last 10 games are eight and two so that's the 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 silver lining, at least for Columbus fans, I think, is, well, yeah, you lose to a good team. Whereas Nashville fans losing to Detroit, it's like, dear God, can it get any worse? <laughs> so that's that's the, those are the two sides I'm kind of looking at right now. Yeah, I kind of, I was, we talked a little bit earlier about the Toronto-Ottawa uh, collapse. Uh, and I was just really glad that that happened the same, uh, the same <laughs> night because like I was talking to, I was talking to Jack Bushman of of locked on hawks about this i'm really tired of columbus being the main character of the nhl kind of every week right and i'm really glad that toronto has kind of retaken the the mantle of main character with kind of blowing a a four a five one lead like we blew a three one lead but we didn't blow a five one lead uh and yeah maybe they got point out of it but also they were playing the ottawa senators you know they should have waltzed away with that five one right win (laughs) Should have. Yeah, especially with the talent on that Toronto roster. So, I mean, this is one of those games with Nashville and Columbus, depending on how Nashville's goaltenders play, it could be a 7-3 game in favor of Columbus. I mean, it really could swing that way because now when Nashville gets on their heels, it gets pretty bad. The team does not have enough mental fortitude right now, which is something that head coach John Hines has talked about as having mental fortitude. They don't have enough mental fortitude to get themselves back into a game or, or it'll last maybe 10 minutes and then they'll lose steam again. So it's 
that's the frustrating part to see is that they used to have a give a crap mode, but now that's that's even gone away. And that's how discombobulated this team is that they can't even battle back into games right now. And I mean, this what the way it looks in the standings that oh well, they're only a few points out, they can make a run and be just fine. Well, when you have postponements and things like that, they're gonna they're gonna run out of time. I just can't see all of the division playing all 56 games. I can't see Dallas making up all the games they're having postponed right now. And it's going to go on points percentage. And at this point, I don't think people are even worried about Nashville making the playoffs or more like, Hey, maybe you should just tank. That's how it is. Only a quarter ish way into the season. They're already in the, maybe we should just tank mode. That's pretty <laughs> sad when you're in that mode already. Yeah. Kind of like, again, everything you're saying, I'm like, Oh yeah, this is, this is Columbus, <laughs> what Columbus right. people are saying. So I do I don't want another six five game or whatever it was against Chicago. Like everyone I I don't want that again tonight. Like I'm old, I'm tired, I I can't <laughs> I'm too old for this. No uh, barn burners. <laughs> especially like the game starts at like midnight for me. I don't want to stay up till three AM to watch that nonsense again. Yeah. But like yeah. <laughs> Coming up in just a minute, I've got more of my conversation with Justin. But first, I've got to tell you about betonline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Football might be over for now, but the NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing, and the MLB is going to be back soon. So if you want to make a little bit of money uh, on those leagues, then BetOnline is the place for you. They even cover awards, TV shows, and reality TV, real-time updated odds and props on basically anything you can imagine. So if you want to bet the over on how many goals get scored tonight, uh, if you want to bet on you know league-wide things then you can do that and if you want to bet on who's going to be the next person to go home in rupaul's drag race you can do that too bet online has you covered for all the news scores and odds it's the best way to place your bets and it's free to sign up so head to the website betonline.ag uh, sign up today and receive your 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit with promo code locked on or one word once again that is betonline.ag and promo code locked on or one word bet online your online sportsbook experts get the upper hand in your fantasy league with daily fantasy hockey advice from locked on fantasy hockey fantasy hockey expert scott cullen gives you the tips insights and analysis for season-long dynasty and dfs leagues breaking down all the stats and information to keep you ahead of the competition subscribe to the locked on fantasy hockey podcast wherever you get podcasts everyone always talks about how they want more scoring in games and i don't know if it's like a me thing whether like because I'm a goalie uh in Bailey so I don't like scoring goals anyway and I don't know if it's that or if everyone <laughs> else is just wrong but like give me like a one nothing or a two one or you know if you're feeling generous a three two game like I will take those every single day if I had to I don't want more scoring I don't want another six five like back and forth track meet <laughs> where you score the winning goal in like the last 90 seconds of the game. I don't want that, but I have a horrible feeling that that's what's going to happen <laughs> against Nashville. I mean, it's just going to be a disaster for everyone. It could be. It could be. And you're right. I think both teams now would be happy with a, a 3-2 game where it's like, let's get back to traditional scores. 3-2 tight defense. And it's a 3-2 game. The third goal scored like five minutes, you know, at the end of regulation, before the end of regulation. Not under 90 seconds that's too stressful everybody's yeah, too exactly. or too old for that yeah i can totally see that 
but like I, I don't I mean I don't know uh with Nashville but like for us it hasn't really been like a goaltender issue I don't think like I was looking at the um the kind of shot charts for the Carolina game and four of the five goals that were scored on Corpusalo were scored like about six inches out of the blue paint mm-hmm. you know like what's what's a guy supposed to do so right. I don't know if if it's kind of a similar story with Nashville or if um it is just a case of like Rene is getting a little bit older. Saros is still kind of developing or what it is there. Oh, that's, that's, that is a good loaded question right there, Jay. Uh, uh, <laughs> Rene has actually been playing right now, overall been playing better than Yusuf Saros in his games. I mean, the Detroit one aside, but then again, that was the whole team in front and looking good. But Yusuf Saros has been really struggling. I mean, to the point that Pecorini got both starts against Detroit instead of them splitting it or instead of Saros getting both starts against Detroit. That says right now that Pecorini is the starter currently. I mean, I don't think there's a 1A, 1B. I think it's a one as he's hot is how yeah. it's going to, yeah. to go for the Predators. When you see a struggle, then it's, oh, we'll make a flip and a change. And the only time you'll see both for sure is when there's a, a true back-to-back happening. You'll see, oh, yeah, of course, each is going to get one game. But that's the struggle that it's been. And Saros has been really struggling, especially after taking over the starting role uh, last season, right when John Hines came in, that he basically, he, without naming it, was giving you to Saros way more starts. Therefore, he was the starter, and that's who started as well in the plan round in the, the loss of the Coyotes whereas Pecorine he's kind of come in and, and played fairly well and and tracking fairly well but still not making those stealing a game type of saves and that's been the the issue with both goaltenders is they're not making saves to steal games which is what this organization has been used to for so many years is relying on a goaltender to sometimes steal a game and they can't get to that point because they're not even scoring enough goals to where they can be in a game to steal it and that's that's the other thing is goal support that there's been a couple times where Pecorine has had a decent game. And at this point with his age is you take a decent game from Pecorine and you give him a couple goals, you're probably going to win. You should at least win. And that's been the issue, too, is he maybe has only allowed one or two goals in. But if you can't score more than one or two goals yourself, then you're not giving him any goal support to work with. And a, a goaltender like Pecorino usually can shut things down when he gets some goal support. I mean, I keep making the joke, but he can only score so many goals, and that's probably going to be once in his career against Chicago when they had a lead. I mean, he's not going to score when he's down. Uh, so you can't rely on Pecorini for goal support, too. They, they've got to provide that to him, and that's the whole team issue right there is when you can't support your goaltender with some goals. Uh, truly an all-time all-time great moment was was that goal uh <laughs> last season um but just kind of uh, real quick before we have to wrap this up uh if people want to kind of learn a little bit more about the preds before before the matchup or they want to hear kind of your side of things where can they find you and your show Absolutely. It's uh, Locked On Predators, so L-O underscore Predators, and you can listen to the podcast there. Myself and my co-host, Matt Best, uh, take care of that and providing the daily podcast there as well. We've been uh, without some games, so we have some filler content going on right now (laughs) because we haven't had games to discuss, but it's some good, fun filler content. I I think, Jay, you'd appreciate this too, especially because Matt, he's located in Toronto and I'm in Nashville, and so we've been talking about differences between some Canadian and American foods and, and looking at the types of chocolates that are better and Obviously, European chocolates are way better than American chocolates because well, obviously. just blah, uh, obviously. <laughs> but, but looking at things like that, but also having some fun and different fun prop bets and hockey and things like that that we can discuss because, I mean, we can only rant and complain so much about how poor the Predators have been doing. And then on Twitter, at Justin B. Bradford. 
And I think that's all the time I have for today. Tomorrow, I will likely be yelling about how dumb this team is and how bad they are at hockey. Uh, I'll break down tonight's game and we'll do a little bit of a mailbag as well. So if you have questions for that or, you know, questions in general, comments, criticism, you can email me at lockdownbluejackets at gmail.com. You can find this podcast on Twitter at LO underscore bluejackets. You can find me on Twitter at jthegoalie, all one word. And I will... See you tomorrow.